The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. This is Denise Nostrom, CEO and founder of Diversified Financial Solutions. Now more than ever, investment advice is needed. Not just where best to invest your money, but why. Are you investing for your future retirement? Are you retired and looking to maximize your income? Are you maximizing your income and concerned with leaving money for your loved ones? Are you investing for your retirement at the same time saving for your children's education and at the same time saving to buy another home? Are the markets in line with your goals? Are your goals ever changing? Please contact me at 631-758-8691. That's 631 631- one seven five eight eight six nine one, or visit us at diversifiedfinancial.biz. For over 25 years, I have been helping individuals, families, and business owners navigate through all market conditions with only one goal in mind, my clients. Visit me at diversifiedfinancial.biz or call Denise Nostrom, founder of Diversified Financial Solutions at 631-758-8691. That's 631-758-8691 for a conversation about my most important client, you. Hey, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Financial Chick Show today. I am Denise Nostrom, the CEO and owner of Diversified Financial Solutions, a full-service independent financial planning firm located in Medford. I'm here live every Friday from 5.30 p.m. to 6 p.m. on 103.9 LI News Radio. Your Financial Chick is here to help you make better financial decisions and choices to improve your life and reduce your anxiety and stress about money. If you have any questions on anything we discuss here in the air, check out my website at financialchickshow.com or call my office at 631-758-8691. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at Diversified Financial Solutions. So what a day today was. Um, Well, it was really, well, it was an interesting day. It was cloudy and then overcast and then it was sunny and then the wind picked up and then it was raining sideways and then the sun came back out. (laughs) And uh, I think we started the day at temperatures at 47 and driving here, we're down to 25. So, um, you know, it's uh, definitely have that cold uh, blast of, of uh, that air that they were talking about. Um, I guess we're just very lucky that we're not going to get the S word. doesn't look like we're going to get any snow. Um, no rain right now, um, but just very, very windy and frigid, frigid cold. So it was it was kind of hard to get here today, and especially with the with the day and 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 being here on Christmas Eve Eve. So I hope you're all doing well. Uh, I know some of you had off today, but um, many of us had work or school. But tonight, I guess, officially begins the long weekend with most people having off on Monday to celebrate the day after Christmas. For those of you celebrating Hanukkah, I hope that you are enjoying your holiday on this sixth day of celebrations. So those uh, celebrating Christmas, we're just getting geared up. Well, I hope we've been gearing up, but um, I had a really tough December, and it was not easy to get into the Christmas spirit, and I still have things to do. Actually, today, um, I'm on Facebook Live, but for those of you on the radio, I am wearing my Griswold Family Christmas ugly sweater today. Um, just in, in, that's kind of what it felt like. Actually, I, for some levity, I think I really need to search that out and I got to look, uh, watch that movie. Uh, that's always good for, for laughter. And uh, yeah, we have, uh, we have, well, I don't even know if it's as good as the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. It's just been one of those years. Uh, the Christmas cards went out like this week. Uh, I sent some gifts today and um yeah, it's just been it's just been a whirlwind. It's really snuck up on me, and uh, in talking to people, I think a lot of you feel the same way. And I know, um, you know, the Christmas spirit's been tough to find. Um, 
I don't know, everybody's kind of sad and, and, and anxiety. And, you know, I guess I'm, I'm thinking of the people that are, are not feeling well, whether it be either physically or mentally. Um, you know, it's a hard situation to begin with. And then it always feels much harder during this time of year. And, uh, you know, it was, it was interesting. I, I was going to uh, the wine store <laughs> last night and um, the guy, you know, he was just like, oh, it's just crazy. And everybody was like kind of feeling the same way. And, you know, why do we do so much? He goes, yeah, we do all this stuff and it's for one day and then it's over. And it really is true. We've kind of taken away from the whole reason for the season, I guess you could say, uh, you know, getting together with family and friends and taking it way down. And if, you know, what happens is, is that we're, we're, we're running, we're moving, we're shaking, we have all these responsibilities and things to do and we're this. And then by the time the day comes, you just want to like crash and you want to take a, take a nap or go to sleep or sleep the whole day. So I guess we maybe we should try to rethink uh, what we're doing. But um, I am praying for healing and, and good health for those people uh, that are out there uh, suffering. I know there's a, there's a bunch of you that I've talked to, um, you know, in, in many different ways. So um, I'm, I'm thinking and praying for all of you and uh, going to get through this somehow, some way. Uh, and it's been a rough week this week at uh, Patrick Medford High School. Uh, if you hadn't heard that initially there was, um, they found some bullets at, at the school that apparently happened on Friday. And uh, most of the, 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 you know, the public and the parents didn't find out till Sunday night. And um, many of the kids were, you know, were kept home from school for the entire week. And, and then on Wednesday, there was a big fight at the school. Um, my daughter was on the bus, and then there was a big fight that ensued in front of the high school, and uh, cops came, and it was just terrible, so bad, and the fact that they even closed school on Thursday, uh, which, you know, we were closed, the patch the was closed on Friday, but they closed on Thursday as well. So, you know, it's just, um, you know, people are really tense, uh, anxiety's at an all-time high, you know, people are just angry with each other. Um, you know, we usually don't see this with kids. And, and the fact that we're seeing it so much in the high schools, the middle schools, and, uh, you know, the, the stories that my, you know, my daughter and her friends tell me, it's it's just uh, something's got to be done. I mean, I really think we need to uh, look at the mental health of people and, uh, you know, really try to see what's going on in these school districts. I mean, I'm sure it, it doesn't help that, you know, the country itself is in a little bit of strife and, you know, that that stuff does definitely people feel, people talk about things and, you know, I don't want to get too much into politics or, or that type of stuff. But, you know, we just passed the $1.7 trillion bill uh, today and uh, we're spending more money than we have. And, you know, this is just all stuff that, again, will trickle down to us and more taxes and we've already have a highflation and, you know, it's just, I think we just need a reset. Um, unfortunately, uh, COVID wasn't that reset, which I think most of us thought would have happened. It, it kind of went in a weird direction, um, but I think we really need to kind of take it take it all back. And um, it's just kind of interesting how the world seems to be uh, the ebb and flow of things just don't seem to be right at this point. And uh, like for example, today my daughter and her girlfriend were over uh, my house and uh, got out from work early today, and they said, "Oh, can we go to Chick Fil A?" which we had to take the trek all the way to Hop Hog. So I was like, all right, let's, we'll go get some Chick-fil-A today. We drive all the way over there and it was windy and it was rain and then it was off and, you know, traffic is crazy. Um, I didn't want to go, but, you know, I, I, I figured I would appease my daughter because I'm crazy. But um, so we go there and they closed the Chick-fil-A, like closed, like they're n nothing. They said that then based on their employees and their safety that they were closing. Now this, mind you, this was at like, 
3 o'clock today, which the sun was shining. Yeah, it was windy, but um, they closed the entire place. So people were flying in, people were angry. It's just that ebb and flow. I go through this at, at the office sometimes too, where you know I, I'm doing a project and I get through and I'm, I'm going through and then you get to the program that you need. Like It's temporarily unavailable right now. So then you have to switch to something else. And it seems like in, at, at 2022, when we should be technologically really savvy and, and got this thing hardwired, it seems like we're going backwards. So it's, it's really kind of interesting. But... Um, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some Christmas things. So I'm going to get off all of that. That was, I guess, my rants for the day. But I just hope that um, we can be kinder and gentler and nicer to people. Uh, you know, you don't have to love everybody, but you, you certainly shouldn't uh, dislike them. Uh, so we have to get along to, to be, be along to get along, you know. So let's talk a little bit about, um, in 1955, a Sears advertisement um, in a Sears advertisement, children were encouraged to call Santa and come visit him at the mall. The phone number they listed had a typo. So rather than directing children to Santa, it sent them to the clandestine Continental Air Defense Command Operations in Colorado. So it's basically how we um, NORAD started, which is the tradition of tracking Santa. So... I may not get through the whole things. So we're running into the commercials soon, but let's kind of get this started. So it was a holiday tradition that began thanks to the kindness of World War II pilot and veteran war veteran Colonel Harry Shoup. So every Christmas, and uh, children and their parents around the world gather to receive live updates from NORAD, Santa's tracker. I don't know if anybody ever did that. I used to do that when my daughter was younger, and uh, we would see where Santa was all through the world um, for, for for the tradition has been going on for many years that historically inclined minds might wonder how they got to be a NORAD and why they got the idea of start uh, tailing Santa Claus in the first place. So like I said, the holiday tradition has Cold War roots. It started with misplaced phone call to a security U.S. military command center in Colorado. So Santa meets uh, missile defense. It's one of history's supreme ironies that the heartwarming legend of Santa and his magical airborne sleigh bringing gifts for children would cross paths with the military command hub tasked with defending America's skies from missiles. Details about how exactly the events took place have varied over time. However, the basic facts are as follows. So we are going to do those facts when we get back because we are closing into the break. But you are listening to The Financial Chick. I am The Financial Chick. You're listening to The Financial Chick Show, I should say. And I am The Financial Chick. So you can check out my website at financialchickshow.com for more information or to request a complimentary consultation with me. So stay tuned after the break. Again, we're going to keep it a little light, light and airy now for the second half uh, as we start our Christmas weekend. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is Denise Snowstrom, The Financial Chick. My company's in Medford, and you can reach me at 631-758-8691 or visit my website at financialchickshow.com. I'm here to help you on your financial journey. Over the years, things change, and I'm here to help you navigate all of those changes. So um, before the break, we were talking a little bit about how NORAD started tracking Santa. So this colonel... Um, Harry Shoup had joined the U.S. Army Air Corps in 1940 and had seen service in World War II, the Korean War, and Vietnam War. He was a fighter pilot and was awarded the Soldier's Medal for saving the life of a comrade. So 
The phone line was confidential. So when Shoup answered the call, because again, now they, they, Sears had, uh, if you weren't here before the break, Sears had um, given out a number in their advertisement to encourage children to call Santa. But instead of doing that, they uh, gave out the number for the Continental Air Defense Command Operations in Colorado, which is uh, what we're talking about right now. So when Shoup answered the call, he expected the call to be from a senior military officer, but he was astonished to hear a jo- child's voice asking if he was, in fact, Santa Claus. Shoup initially thought it was a prank. Somebody's playing a joke on me, and this isn't funny. He later he later said, he thought, can you repeat that, he asked the child. He realized that the call was an error due to a typo printed in that Sears news, newspaper, but... Um, He pretended to be Santa Claus and then instructed his staff to report Santa's location to any inquisitive youngsters calling the command center. So the airmen guarding the skies from Soviet missiles were now tracking, were now now bracing themselves for bombardment of kids' Christmas wishes and loving it. So kind of a nice story that, um, you know, a mistake that, you know, could have angered somebody, but it was somebody that that took it uh, lightheartedly and and, and with kindness and... uh, made it something that we still use today. So that's really kind of nice, and uh, it's it's nice for the kids. And it's good to see where Santa is all the time, you know? Um, kind of interesting, even as an adult. So anyway, um, we just went through the winter solstice. Um, what was that? I guess that was yesterday, right? Yesterday was, I think, the shortest day of the year. So it has the fewest hours of sunlight, and... Um, the word solstice, it comes from the Latin word for sun and to stand still. In the northern hemisphere, as summer advances to winter, the points on the horizon where the sun rises and sets advance southward each day. The high point in the sun's daily path across the sky, which occurs at a local noon, also moves southward each day. So basically, I mean, you know, we can think of it many different ways. People are excited because it's starting winter. Other people are excited because now the days get longer and we're uh, that much closer to spring. Uh, that would be in, I would be in that camp. Um, so that's basically, uh, you know, what, what's been going on this week. So today, like I talked about Chick-fil-A being closed, and I'm sure, you know, they were worried about the winter driving and stuff like that, but the roads really were, we had no problems. But winter driving tips for car safety, um, couple of things that you want to keep in tune to is keep your gas tank filled above halfway to avoid emergencies and bad weather in case there is a storm. We had several years ago that storm that just came in and people were uh, stranded on the LIE. So we know this stuff can happen. Um, You can be stuck on the ice without sand or cat litter. In a pinch, you can take the mats of your car, place them next to the, the tires, and slowly inch the car onto and across the mats. So that's a way to get out of a, a bad situation. Um, another thing is gently uh, rub a small moistened cloth bag of iodized salt out. In the, ugh, I'll get it out. Iodized salt on the outside of your windshield to prevent the ice and snow from sticking to it. So that's another good tip. Um, Fog-proof your mirrors and the inside of your windshields with shaving cream. Spray and wipe it off with paper towels. So that's another thing that's kind of annoying at this time of year when it's warm inside and cold outside. And then finally, avoid driving when you have the flu, um, which can reduce your reaction time almost six times as much as moderate alcohol intake. So if you're not feeling well, you're taking medication, probably not a good time to drive your car. So circling back to Christmas, um, 
here comes Santa Claus. So let's think of how, uh, let's talk about how that happened. The first department store, Santa was James Edgar, who during Christmas seasons beginning in 1890 would wander around his store, the Boston store in Brockton, Massachusetts, dressed as Santa Claus, talking to the children of customers. So it seems as though that was the first person that, um, that uh, you know, first Santa that, that happened to be in the stores and how that custom had started, that tradition. Uh, what about giving Christmas car- Christmas gifts? How did that originate? So the ancient Romans gave each other gifts on the Calends, first day of January, and the practice spread throughout the Roman Empire. Eventually, Christians moved the custom to December 25th, although many Christians still give gifts on January 6th, the Feast of the Epiphany, commemorating the manifestation of Jesus' divine nature to the Magi. So all these things that... Uh, that we, we do, and like I talked about getting my cards out just this week, uh, these arduous things, really, they, they've been traditions for quite some time. Um, and I guess it's kind of nice that we keep up the tradition, although the stress level is, is quite high. Um, talk about Christmas trees. Again, another thing that I don't have. Well, we have one, but it's not that great. But the first American Christmas tree can be credited to the Hessian soldier by the name of Hendrik Rodman, who, were cap- who was captured at the Battle of Bennington in 1776. He then went to work on a farm of Samuel Denslow in Windsor Locks, Connecticut, where he, where for the next 14 years, he put up and decorated Christmas trees in the Denslow family home. So that tradition seems to go back to 1776. But the first retail Christmas tree lot was established in 1851 by a Pennsylvanian name, uh, Pennsylvanian named Mark Carn, or excuse me, Mark Carr, who hauled two ox sleds loaded with Christmas trees from the Catskill Mountains to the sidewalks of New York City. So that's kind of interesting. And then the first president to send up a Chris, set up a Christmas tree in the White House was Franklin Pierce. And the first president to establish the National Christmas Tree Lighting Ceremony on the White House lawn was Calvin Coolidge. Again, yet, you know, traditions that have been going on for quite some time. And then in 1882, the first tree lights were sold in New York City. So it seems like most of the stuff has really happened in the Northeast. So, you know, we're, we're kind of cutting edge here and, and many things happening in New York. And then finally, we'll look at the Christmas cards. We looked at Christmas trees. We looked at Santa Claus. We looked at um, some other customs with the giving of the gifts. But Christmas cards, the first American to print and sell Christmas cards was Louis Prang of Roxbury, Massachusetts, who began publishing cards in 1875. I'm like shocked at like these dates, like how long ago that this stuff has been a tradition. And then President Dwight D. Eisenhower is given credit for sending the first official Christmas card from the White House. An art print also became the standard Christmas gift for the president's staff, a practice continued to this day. So pretty interesting stuff. so, you know, like I said, I want to keep it light today. I'm going to leave you with some um, uplifting things, uh, a guide to a happy life. So let's take a look at some of this stuff. No one will ever get out of the world alive. Resolve, therefore, to maintain a reasonable sense of values. Number two, take care of yourself. Give uh, Good health is everyone's major source of wealth. And coming from a financial advisor, that's a big deal, right? Without health, happiness is almost impossible. Resolve to be cheerful and helpful. People will repay you in kind. Avoid angry, abrasive persons. They are generally vengeful. Avoid zealots. They are generally generally humorless. 
Resolve to listen more and to talk less. No one ever learns anything by talking. And then be wary of giving advice. Wise men don't need it and fools won't heed it. Resolve to be tender with the young, compassionate with the aged, sympathetic with the striving, and tolerant of the weak and wrong. Sometimes in life, you will have been all of those things. And then finally, do not equate money with success. There are many successful moneymakers who are miserable failures as human beings. What counts most about success is how a person achieves it. So let's all try to do better, be better, And um, I want you, first I want to thank you for so much for being with me today. I want to thank uh, Anthony, my engineer, for always making my show sound great. Thank you to the program manager, David Levenstein, for all that you do. And again, I want to wish all of you and your families a very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy Hanukkah. Um, Let's, again, let's try to do better, be better, be kinder. That becomes infectious. And uh, next week, we'll be on the New Year's Eve Eve. So um, we'll have try to have a pretty fun show there. So I hope you're going to be with me next Friday. And uh, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Enjoy the time with family and friends. Advisory services offered through Blackridge Asset Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities are offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Blackridge Asset Management and Diversified Financial Solutions are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services.